Shall I say the name of my dog instead of saying my dog all well, the time? Well, you said you're going to keep it a surprise, but it's, uh, I'm surprised I haven't even blurted it out yet because do you, do you want everybody to know what the name of your future Should dog I? will be? I don't mm, know. I, I'm going to keep it a secret. <laughs> okay. I call him future dog. Okay. FD. FD. <laughs> <laughs> so FD is going to be a therapy D. <laughs> Heidi! Beto! It's Let's Boop Snoots time! It is time to boop a snoots. Boop a snoot. So today, we're going to talk about a webinar that me and Heidi went to, or virtually went to, Mm -hmm. about therapy dogs, which I was very excited about. And then we're going to talk about uh, foods that are toxic and plants that are toxic for your dog. Yes. And the the webinar that we attended is um, part of a an organization in Canada called St. John's Ambulance. It is Canada-wide and they provide a variety of different services. And the therapy dogs is one of the um, services that they provide across Canada. Yeah. And so I was that- very excited because that's something I want to do with my dog. Yowls. Shall I say the name of my dog instead of saying my dog all well, the time? <laughs> well, you said you were going to keep it a surprise, but it's, uh, I'm surprised I haven't even blurted it out yet. Because do you do you want everybody to know what the name of your future Should dog I? will be? I don't mm, know. I, I'm going to keep it a secret. <laughs> okay. I call him future dog. Okay. FD. FD. <laughs> <laughs> so FD is going to be a therapy D. <laughs> okay okay get it back together (laughs) okay yes so barrow's future dog is going to be a therapy dog and we're very excited about that yes so we decided to have a listen in and see what's involved in the process how to get started and i was very surprised at some of um the requirements yes me too and, and uh so anyways you you take it away talk about uh sort of how the webinar was like laid out or whatever and some of the stuff they said and like so they kind of spoke about um what they expect from like the human so your dog has to be at least one years old which isn't that bad because there's another uh association or company in ottawa and i I believe your dog has to be two, but I think they said your dog can be like a little bit younger, a little bit older. It doesn't matter. And I think, was there an age limit? Was it 10? Uh, maybe it was 10. I think I, it was like, 10. I wonder like if they like, and it, unfortunately there was quite a few people in the group. So they, they did a really good job about answering um, a lot of the questions at the end of the webinar, but I would have liked to ask them like a whole lot more, but I, I got quite a few. Yeah. I, I wonder if they get like super inappropriate people that show up and they're like, I want to be a therapy dog with my dog. And their dog is like, literally like, you know, coughing and wheezing and like on desk <laughs> or, or, or like just totally completely rambunctious and they I wonder if they can tell right out the get-go like this is this is going to work or this is not going to work and how they probably break break that to the human but I I don't remember them talking about an age limit I can't remember what they said but I would imagine that it would be more difficult for an aged dog to yeah to complete these sort of tasks 
And I, they talk about the eva- they talked about the evaluation. So what it entails, like a lot of distractions, loud noises, how your dog reacts to loud noises. They even talked about thunderstorms. <laughs> yeah, right. Because somebody asked, um, like your your dog cannot be startled by loud noises because if your dog is in the hospital and there's a loud noise, like a cart going by, um, they can't be startled or react to that. Mm-hmm. And somebody asked, like, oh, their dog is afraid of thunderstorms. Well, as long as, like, that's the only thing they're scared of. Yeah. Like, if it's, like, the boom, the thunder, and some- something sounds like thunder, like, is your dog going to react to that the same way that they react to thunderstorms? Because my parents had a dog called Sandy. She was a golden retriever. And she knew when a storm was coming like it was still sunny outside and you could see her starting to like freak out and try to dig in the carpet to make herself like a little hole to hide. So to her, it wasn't really the noise, but I don't know if it was like she could just sense it. Yeah. Scra- Scraps was the same for us. Uh, he did not like thunder and he did not like fireworks, which are kind of like similar right like it's Mm -hmm. that cracking noise and stuff and again when we got him like we weren't super knowledgeable about training and stuff so he would come panting and 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 literally shaking to us and we would be like oh it's okay like petting him and basically rewarding like that behavior and so he but I've heard of like nightmare stories where dogs like literally like cannot deal and they become super destructive or they're like super freaked out and they whine and they howl yeah. I, think my, I think my cousin had two hound dogs and uh if there was like a thunderstorm oh, overnight man. they they wouldn't sleep cuz the dogs would just like bark and whine like incessantly. Wow. And she tried like the thunder shirts and all of that and like nothing seemed to work but thunder shirts. I would I would love to ask uh Jeff Gelman about that like about dogs and storms and oh, yeah. that's like a, cor- a correctable be- behavior and if he's done that before. But anyways, I digress from our webinar. So yeah, they they mentioned uh yeah a lot of that stuff i think like some of the first stuff that they said was that so it was interesting because in one of the first slides it said that they welcome all breeds of dogs they said that they do have to be one because i think they want them to have all their vaccines and give you a chance to do the training and like some basic training with your dog i think they said that dogs don't have to come necessarily with basic training like they'll give you the sort of tools to to get some of this stuff down Um, Mm -hmm. that they do with the therapy dogs Um, they visit facilities only so they go to universities colleges um, retirement homes hospitals airports nursing homes nursing homes it was a lot of medical mostly medical facilities um, with the exception of like airports which they said um, that's fairly new to their program so there it's like a work in progress there yeah I've seen Um, pictures of that that looks yeah, I, interesting too. I think I think I've seen videos too. What is it? Mm-hmm. Just like people waiting for flights, and it's just like I think people that have and well, I think it's people that have anxiety oh. when they fly. Hmm. So do they bring the dogs on the planes with them? <laughs> I don't think so. I have to pretend like I have anxiety have, <laughs> next have time you, I go for. Have you ever been plane? on a plane with a doggo? Uh no, I have. Oh. <gasps> So a I little went, doggo? No, a big, big doggo. So Ooh. Michelle, my friend that I mentioned quite frequently Ooh, yes. on the show, 
and I went to New Orleans. So she did her due diligence and started training Nikita like months and months in advance. So Nikita is like a shepherd. Like she's a long body and a half. She's a skinny mm-hmm. body, but she's a long body and a pointy, pointy, foxy snout. And um, she uh, came on the plane with us and she literally curled up into the tiniest little bagel underneath the seat on front of us. And there were some people that didn't even know that there was a dog traveling with us. Like one person walked by and they were like, oh my goodness, I, di- I didn't even know that there was a dog there. But it took a lot of training on Michelle's part. And Nikita was wearing a vest that said, no touchy touchy. So she's mm-hmm. not there for people to be like, oh, you come and pet because that's hard work for her, you know, to remain calm it and is. stay in her little bagel. But anyways, so oh, um, Nikita, interesting. I'll be interested to see where they how far they take that that aspect of their program, if they're going to be taking dogs into yeah. aeroports. Yeah. Yes. The one thing I was disappointed was that your dog needs to cannot be on a raw diet. Oh, yes. Because it's the surprising. facilities, right? They're worried about the bacteria that they might bring in to the patients or the the clients. So that was one thing I was disappointed about because I'm planning on feeding FD, <laughs> my future dog, yep. a raw diet. So we'll yep. see. They, they did say, though, that some facilities accept it. So we'll see. Yeah. So as we got further into the webinar, they you sort of started to see what some of the restrictions were. And um, so the ones that, again, I found surprising was like Vero just mentioned the raw diet, because to me, it's like if you feed your dog like a, a raw diet in the morning and then way later on in the afternoon, there's not going to be any bacteria left over in the mouth. Like dogs clean themselves no. like regularly, right? Like I forget. I can't remember like reading like a sort of scientific like you know fun fact somewhere that like dogs mouths are like more frequently cleaned or whatever than like humans are even sometimes or maybe there was like that whole myth of like is a dog bite really like that nastier than a human bite like who's got more bacteria in their mouth yeah you know what if I eat like beef tartare And then yeah. I go see somebody at the hospital and I give they, them a little smooch. They didn't say that humans couldn't be on a raw food diet. <laughs> I like um, my beef tartare and tuna tartare. Yeah. So one of the questions that I, I, I had for them and they sort of answered it before we got there was because um, they, it, like I said, in one of the opening slides, they said that... Um, we welcome all breeds. And I found that kind of surprising. Like I said, and what I wanted to ask them are, are, are you sort of like weary on like certain breeds? Cause like, for instance, like Huskies can be really difficult to train for that type of scenario. Like they're very, um, you know, like ex- excitable, they're full of like energy. And, and again, like y- y- there are like, you know, traits related to some breeds but just like humans every dog's an individual and like just like Wiggum was like this like sack of potatoes that you couldn't excite for <laughs> like <laughs> for anything you get like some dogs like that and other like I've seen calm a calm husky before and yeah. I've seen like psychotic like huskies oh my god I've got stories but anyways so I my question to them was are you are you weary on certain breeds because of their traits and that it might not be suitable for your program um but later on in a slide they said that they do not allow pit bulls which mm-hmm. that's gonna be a little topic that maybe we'll talk about later on is you know sort of like the uh, yeah breed bullying or whatever yeah um 
I've met quite a few pit bulls in my life and they were absolute sweethearts. And they uh, look like sweethearts. Like I see some, like, I mean, I see videos of them. Well, exactly. Yeah. You're, they're not going to put a video Post. of like a pit bull <laughs> biting a baby, but they just Sometimes seem very do, like. But you probably could cuddly. search that up too, but yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Like they just seem so cuddly and you see pictures pictures of them and they just look like they always have a big smile yes i know the big beefcakes like, yeah big beefy dogs yeah but um, so I, I found that surprising and i wonder if it's just because like you know like we said most of the places they're visiting are sort of these medical facilities and if like you know there's the elderly people that are and like i said we'll talk about this later it, each decade it's been a different type of dog that's been like the big fear and and ban on like breeds it's been german shepherds it's been dobermans right now it's pit bulls that a lot of places are changing that now um to that there's no more ban but once a breed gets a reputation maybe they don't want to like you know scare the elderly <laughs> by bringing pit bulls into their homes yeah which is fair enough but um I found that surprising and uh, they were, they, they even mentioned that they were not willing to answer too many questions about it because they didn't want to get into the whole political like aspect of it, which I completely respect. And yeah, that's, that's not what that webinar was for. I totally get it. But um, I found that surprising. Um, the other thing that I found surprising was um, your dog has to be able to uh, conduct like the evaluation and like the duties involved on a flat collared leash. So you couldn't use any yeah. kind of cor correctable equipment. You cannot use an e-collar. You cannot use a prong collar. You cannot use a slip lead. It has to be a flat collared leash and a flat leash. I wonder if that's like the same thing as not allowing like an, like pit bulls as a breed. Like if you show up, with a dog with a prong collar um some people think that you're you know it's intense her. and yeah 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 when you're not yeah yeah so I found that interesting because like I said like my Gibbs is perfect on on, on the prong but like I yeah. don't think I could do him on a he would pull me into the nursing home I'd probably break a <laughs> hip and have to book a room <laughs> let's go see all the friends <laughs> yeah exactly uh, what else did they, what else did we talk about in the webinar? I'm trying to remember. Um, they just talked about, well, St. John's Ambulance, like how yeah. it all started. Mm -hmm. um, Most of them are Goldens. Yes. Most of the dogs So that this they was, yep. this was um, put together by Golden Rescue, mm -hmm. which is a rescue association that you can rescue goldens uh they just brought like 23 or 24 golden retrievers from egypt and they're bringing another 23 oh, oh. i just one want day them all. one day yes what was involved in the training they said handle high distractions yeah. Oh, um, yeah. They, loud they, noises. They, they go to uh, this was another one of the programs that they do and it was w involved with children. So they go to schools and talk about dog safety. So how to approach the dog, you know, you always ask, mm -hmm. um, may I pet your dog? Um, where to pet the dog, you put out your hand, let them sniff, then you pet like on the top of the head, we were gentle about it. So that yeah, they talked about not being reactive to these types of sounds. So they talked about like, specifically to the um, a children's program and I think they do special ed programs as well uh, for some um, kids in the special ed 
And so they just talked about, you know, uh, you know, kids, you know, screaming or shouting because they're excited for the dogs. Right. And like their first whole thing is to just like run at the dog. Everybody wants to pet a dog. Maybe not everybody because there's some people who are afraid most of people. dogs. That's, but most people want to come up and pet your dog. So, um, you know, not being overwhelmed by, uh, you know, like a, a big, a large group of people. Yes. So I think that was like part of it. And like you had mentioned, like the high, uh, loud, sudden uh, noises. So like they talked about nursing homes and, uh, you know, things being dropped like a bedpan or something like that on the la- uh, on the ground. Is your dog going to react or anything like that? So they do a lot of that as well. And they said, you know, a reaction, mm. like looking at it and then like you can have them recover from it immediately. That's like totally fine. But yeah. if your dog like, you know, runs and cowers under a bed somewhere and you can't get them out, obviously that's uh, that's no good. Mm-mm. And they also said being able to walk. Um, how did they say this? Like being able to walk and avoid like obstacles. So if you're walking down like a hospital hallway and there's patients walking, like your dog has to know that he's the one or she's the one that has to get out of the way and not the patient. Oh, yes. And they also talked about having your dog comfortable around medical equipment, such as wheelchairs and walkers mm-hmm. and, and that type of thing. So that not being like super surprising to them or knowing what to do with it, being like, oh, my God, what is that thing on wheels? That's not a car. They're going to be used to masks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, and obviously they're not running their program right now during COVID for obvious reasons. There's like basically zero traffic in and out of like nursing homes at the moment. Um, And there's, there's a lot of like online uh, discussion about whether COVID can even be transmissible, like through dogs. Yeah. I haven't read much about that. I don't know if I believe that to be true or not, but. I don't know. But apparently they did say they were doing like virtual visits. Oh, yes, that's good. Mm -hmm. And I asked them if they um, serve special requests. So people who are palliative in their homes and would they be, do they ever do home visits for people requesting that? And they said, unfortunately not because um, it becomes a liability issue. So for instance, like, you know, if the handler is coming into a facility and slips on the ice outside and breaks their elbow or whatever that like the facility has like liability insurance if that should become a problem or a matter to be dealt with whereas like if you go to somebody's home they may not necessarily have that I mean there's home insurance but do you really want to turn this like lovely program into like a legal battle no so liability becomes an issue for for a lot of them they said did I asked about cost and they didn't they didn't answer I don't think I yeah. don't think they got to my question so I wasn't sure I wonder what the, how much yeah I wonder I wonder I um, wonder what the costs are associated with going to this or whether it's literally just all volunteer and you show up and train your doggo for fun maybe one last thing they said about the evaluation too is that like if you if your dog fails like the first evaluation they give you one more try I think because you know we all have bad days. Same with dogos. Mm-hmm. Good days, bad days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these lovely people, uh, Golden Rescue Canada, are throwing another virtual event soon. Mm-hmm. And it's about basic dog grooming. Ooh. Ooh. So I think I'm going to go to that one too. I'm definitely going to go to that one. 
Especially if they're grooming golden retrievers. Oh my God. Mm. Yes. See, I was, um, I was speaking to a friend of mine recently who apparently I did not know this. One of my colleagues that she used to be a professional dog groomer. And I think we were talking about doing an episode on that. So definitely go to that oh, virtual that's so event. Cool. I, I had, I learned something very interesting from her. Cause when I was talking to her, I said, could you show me how? And she said, sure. And then she said, what kind of dogs do you have? And I said, well, I have a Weimaraner. So there's not much grooming involved there. It's pretty much just like nails and ears. Cause they're like short haired. Right. And she said, oh, let me guess, is he a huge baby with his paws? And I made a point of touching his paws, like, since I ha- the day I had him <laughs> until even yeah. now. And he is. He's a huge baby. Like, he, he does it. Like, but he'll he'll cower away. Like, he hates it. He hates having his nails <laughs> clipped. And I force him to come and sit on the mat and give me his paw. And, like, he'll, he very, like, slowly and, like, reluctantly, like, gives me his paw. If I have to. Slowly puts it out. And then, like, I clip one nail or two, and then he's like, I've had enough, and he walks away, and I'm like, get in, get back here, come sit. And I make him come and sit, like, every time, but he absolutely hates it. So I was like, what did I do wrong? Like, I touched his paws, like, literally every day. But apparently it's a Weimaraner trait. So she was like, yep. She's like, that's Weimaraners for you. And I was like, what a diva. My little div. It's funny. They all have their little things. I know Wiggum didn't like his paws being touched. Like he would touch one and then he would pull it back. Mm-hmm. So when I cut his nails, um, he would fight for like five seconds and then he'd lie down on his side <laughs> and then I could just cut his nails. But like once in a while, he'd like pull it back. Yeah. But I'm actually for Christmas, I've asked for a new tool and maybe this is like some another thing we can discuss on another episode is a about, like, our, our favorite yes a dremel. A dremel. because that uh, sometimes i worry about cutting they're quick you know what i mean yeah but anyways we totally digressed again yes <laughs> but grooming okay. yes another webinar we shall yeah we that shall. would be fun so do you like did you look at any other therapy programs for fd there was future dog i did one and- was i think they're called ottawa therapy dogs <laughs> so yep. I just looked at the requirements quickly mm-hmm. after that webinar because I was curious about the raw food mm-hmm. um, and I believe it's two years old for them the dog has mm-hmm. to be at least two and also the raw food like they they don't like that the blah, I can't talk yeah the, how did they the, say if... this I can't remember the word they use not preferential or something like that yeah <laughs> raw food diet non not preferred or not yeah so i guess it depends i guess they go on a case-to-case basis i don't know i find that so weird i wonder where they like i wonder who on like their board of directors was like yeah and we're not gonna let dogs who eat raw food in that's like totally like a danger it's so not is it the directors from like saint john's or is it the facilities like the hospitals oh i wonder i think it's the facilities Maybe the facilities, like, maybe they have a meeting with them and just say, like, do you have any concerns? But who would even bring, like, who even thought of that? Because, like, it's just, like, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't agree. Know. I don't agree with that. I don't. Yeah, I me don't, either. I've, I've fed, like I said, I fed Gibbon raw for, like, days. I would continue to do it if I had the time and money to do it with. I was just talking to Vero on the weekend because... Uh, I know I've said this so many times on our show, but our phones, they're listening to us, I swear. But anyways, <laughs> I, I saw this ad for a Canadian raw food, dog, a dog food company. 
So out of curiosity, I clicked on it because they had these, like, they, they nailed it as far as advertising went, like a very beautifully done website and everything like that. And most of these, like, uh, food websites have a calculator on it to calculate how many pounds of raw food your dog should be eating. So I put it asked for the breed and it asked for how old he is and asked how active he is and what his body weight is at. Like, is it ideal? Is he a, is he an obese <laughs> and um that type of stuff and um when i put it in for two weeks of food for gibbon was going to cost me 250 dollars <laughs> it's like that's oh insane my god but it's delivered fresh to your door there's no like i mentioned before there's no like handling it's almost like a hello fresh or like a good food type type oh, thing oh wow where like they deliver like weekly and there's like no fuss no muss you like put it in the dog's bowl and you're good to go so yeah but you pay for it apparently you do it's it is very pricey so hats off to whoever can afford it if i win the lottery i will definitely be filling out more on that website it's you know (laughs) homegrown canadian beautifully done like i said i I would love to support them but um i cannot justify spending that much money unfortunately i'm looking at that other place that i showed you so we'll see Mm. yeah it's a little bit more reasonable in price yeah. Oh, we will see. Yes. I would love to feed a raw diet, but I think that's a decision I'm going to make like yeah, like a week or two <laughs> before I get my dog. <laughs> yeah. See Depends what the breeder is also me. feeding mm-hmm. the puppy at the time that we pick the puppy up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. All right. So anything else to say about the webinar on St. John's Ambulance? I don't think so. They were very nice people. They seem to be mm-hmm, like yeah. very passionate about what they do. Like I said, they were, it was very informative. They answered a lot of questions. They stayed past the time. Um, there was a couple of questions that I wish I could have asked more about. Like, again, like I would have asked more about the raw food thing and where that comes from and would have asked sort of like, yeah, I, I would have liked to have that discussion with them, but Just nice curious. people, nice group. They got a good thing going there. It sounds like they're expanding they into other areas. So it'll be interesting to see where that program goes. Yeah, they've been successful, like very su- successful. <laughs> yeah. Successful. Successful. <laughs> so far. Successful <laughs> yeah. so far. Yeah, they had um, stats at the beginning of their episode and they have like thousands of dogs across Canada like doing these programs. So yeah, it's going well. Yeah, them. and I think the numbers of like humans doing it and the number of dogs, like the number of dogs was a lot more than the number of humans. So and this like people have more than one dog doing this. See, what I wanted to ask them is, do you need to have your own dog to participate in this program? Or can you show up like with one of the rescues? Like, could you foster or something like that? Could you do it with a foster? Mm. Or could you do it like with a dog provided by you know, even like Golden Rescue or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's some people that don't have dogs, but it doesn't mean they don't want to participate in the the doggo world, you know? Yeah. But alas, we will ask them another day. On to our food toxicity and plant toxicity. Plant so I guess we'll be bouncing back and forth. Do you want to bounce back and forth or do you want to do plants first and then food next? Um, we can bounce back and forth. All right, I feel mine bounce. are very like, like they're all the same. Oh yeah. I'm going to say diarrhea a lot. <laughs> it's, it's another <laughs> vomiting and diarrhea episode, <laughs> folks. Yep. 
So yeah, so I tried to find the most common house plants. Mm-hmm. I was gonna we'll say maybe we this. should we should try to get a sponsor from Pepto Bismol. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pepto Bismol. Yeah. All right. What plants did you find? The aloe vera. Oh, that's poisonous for dogs. Moderately toxic. Okay. Causes vomiting and diarrhea. There it is, folks. V and D. <laughs> is that it? Do you want me to continue? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what's what's in the aloe vera plant that makes them so sick? I don't know. Oh, okay. I didn't write it down. Oh, okay. All right. So when there's some that I did write down. Okay. Um, I found a variety of different um websites that again, the all of the lists were pretty much identical. Um, and here are some, I will go to number one on my list that is toxic and it is avocados. Hmm. Um, so it contains a toxin called person and it's a person, perfectly safe <laughs> person, P-E-R-S-I-N, <laughs> person. There's a person in my avocado. <laughs> I remember my kids, like, I guess they were watching this YouTuber and he says like different names of like foods and fruits and like weird ways. So my kids kept walking around saying this like word in my house all the time. They were like, free shabakadu, free shabakadu. And it was like fresh avocado. <laughs> so it was really hard for me not to say like, dogs are allergic to free shabakadus. Anyways. Uh, so um, obviously, uh, avocado avocados are safe for human consumption, but like I said, they have this toxin called person, P-E-R-S-I-N, not an actual person, P-E-R-S-O-N, um, and it's found in the avocado fruit, the pits, the leaves, and the bark. Now, I don't see too many avocado leaves and bark hanging around people's places, but we do throw those pits in the green bin or in the garbage or whatever, so just keep... Um, an eye out for that. If a dog eats these, uh, it says on a couple of these websites that f- it can cause a fluid accumulation in the dog's lungs and uh, it can lead to oxygen deprivation, obviously, and even death, which is uh, terrible. So yeah. potential fatal uh, complications there, folks. So keep a close eye on your free shabakadoos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what you got next? My next one is a peace lily. Oh. So these are like, they're like white flowers and they have like a, like a cone shape thing in the middle that grows like upward. So they contain calcium oxalate crystals, which cause oral irritation, can cause excessive drooling and up to difficulty swallowing. So if the dog eats it, it kind of like affects yeah. their mouth and their throat. Did did has have you ever seen Wiggum like drool like uncontrollably before? And you just like are like, why are you drooling so bad? Yeah, yeah, it happens to Becky when I take her like out on a walk at uh, the dog park. Sometimes and they have sometimes, like this like, big string. Yes, yes, like the big long stringy drool, and I'm just like, what is making? drool so bad and I wonder if it's like some of the plants and vegetation like around in that area because I'm always just like is it your are you excited are you like because at the cottage they don't I never see them could be that that. but anyways or even if they feel like they're gonna maybe they feel pukey and that's making them like drool 
And then it like swings and then it gets like stuck to their face. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> I know. Or it gets on other dogs. Gibbon gets Becky drool on them sometimes. It's so gross. Peace, Lily. Peace, Lily. All right. Peace, Lily. Peace, Lily. <laughs> um, so the second one on my list is a uh, chemical called xylitol. So xylitol is a sugar alcohol, and it's often used in candy, chewing gum, toothpaste, and baked goods. And again, while uh, safe for humans, it can be deadly for dogs. So eating foods that contain xylitol um, can lead to uh, like sugar issues with dogs. So they get like a drop in in their blood sugar and um, get ready for it, folks. Sometimes after ingesting it, they get... Uh vomiting and diarrhea no way yep and it also says depression difficulty moving a coma and seizures and uh it says eventually xylitol can lead to liver damage and death Ooh, yeah that's no good and i feel bad because like once for christmas (laughs) (laughs) my kids got those pop rock candies you know those ones that like pop in your mouth yeah and they were eating it and Gibbon was like, what the heck is going on? Like, he was like, what is this stuff like in your mouth? Like, what are you guys eating? Blah, blah, blah. And Maddox gave him a lick of it just to see what his reaction would be. And it wasn't a huge reaction, but I was like, please do not feed him that stuff. Like, you know, candy's bad for dogs. You really shouldn't be feeding them like any human food at all. But we all, everybody's throwing their dog a pizza crust or, you know, something mm-hmm. that falls on the floor. But yeah, xylitol, dangereux. Big and no, no. Big no, no. Uh, another common plant or flower, tulips. What? I didn't know that. I didn't know that So either. it contains a toxic alkaloid. Uh, the leaves can cause an upset stomach, but if they dig up the bulbs and they eat that, that's what contains the most toxins. Damn. Does it give them vomiting and diarrhea? (laughs) I didn't really see what it... Oh, yeah, it does. Can cause intense stomach upset, Mm -hmm. depression, and loss of appetite. I want to know what depression looks like in dogs. Yeah. Are they (laughs) just mopey? (laughs) Well, exactly. Or, like, is it... What's... Like, how would you tell... How would you differentiate between depression or just lethargy like they're just tired i i'm wondering if that's what they like this website means i wonder if depression is i'm trying to think after scraps died like becky for the first week didn't like she didn't act any differently and again like um i remember talking about about it to my dad and my husband after a week though where maybe it sunk in and again like dogs don't have like long-term memory either but maybe it was just like where is that dude or maybe she felt something was missing but after a week she started to act weird and she would sit just like literally facing a wall staring at it for like long periods of time and she would wanted to go outside and she would just like stay there on the deck where like he used to lay all the time and like so again like I don't know if that's just like some weird behavior that she just picked up and we're personalizing it because we're experiencing like the loss of of Scrappy or I wonder if they truly like experience loss you know what I mean 
probably or grief or whatever because i know when i came back from Kelowna, my parents dog well had wiggum for about five months mm-hmm. and my mom told me like he he looks like he's looking for you like he's mopey and just like like he misses you oh man it's like oh wiggum oh wiggum i miss you too all right so is it my turn we went from tulip bulbs right yeah, I think yeah. it's me next. All right. So the next one on my list is coffee, tea, and other caffeinated products. So caffeine mm. is... Yeah. <laughs> I love coffee. I love me some coffee. Mm-hmm. Caffeine is uh, naturally found in coffee, tea, cocoa, and guarana, a South American plant. Uh, you, everybody knows where to find caffeine. It's in these soft drinks as well, sometimes in medications. And um, caffeine uh, speeds up the heart rate and stimulates the nervous system in dogs. So dogs can experience restlessness, excessive thirst, a lack of bladder control. Are you ready? Are you ready? V and D. V and D. V and D. And the other thing is uh, if, if you're letting them ingest too much caffeine, it can cause like heart arrhythmias. It's 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 the same in humans. I think it's, you know what yeah, I mean? Like it's and you us. have to think about it. So like if we have one cup of coffee a day, um, that's totally fine for us. But if you're drinking like ten cups of coffee a day, it's you're gonna have heart arrhythmia. You're gonna have you, you know like it's it's a diuretic. So you're gonna which mean which means it makes you pee a lot. Like get rid of that dehydrated. Extra, so you're gonna be dehydrated, and all those bad things which. Um, you know, is a lot for us. But if you give like a dog a significant amount of caffeine of any kind, it's going to take way less time to have negative effects on them. So I'm going to let a friend of mine know this because sometimes she gives her dog little sips of her coffee. Hmm. I'm going to say, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. All right, your turn. All right, next one. Lily of the Valley. Oh, I love that flower. I know. It smells and so nice. Like, and Lily sounds so nice too. Like, oh, it's Lily of the Valley. She's <laughs> not so nice. No. She smells sweet and she's cute. She's like a cute little bell-shaped flower. Mm-hmm. But small amounts can cause heart problems. So it causes heart rhythm changes, just oh like God. coffee. I was going to say, is there caffeine in Lily of the Valley? <laughs> Maybe. Is she caffeinated? <laughs> um, and the leaves and the balds can lead to seizures and coma. Oh. So stay away from Lily. All the lilies, actually. Peace it's Lily and Peace Lily of Lily. the Valley. <laughs> Valley Lily. Valley Lily. She's from the Valley. She's a Valley girl. That's funny, <laughs> but also sad. I, re- I really do like the smell of that flower. Like they usually, people usually have them like as like in their gardens as like, I, I'm not sure if they're perennial or not. And to tell you the truth, I know absolutely nothing about gardening, but I can remember them being like on the trail into my dad's house, like into the backyard. And when you'd walk down, it would smell like so good. They smell like amazing. Mm. I love them. All right. Is it a They are cute term? little flowers. They are cute little flowers too. It looks like a bunch of bells like hanging off of a stem. They're very cute. I like it. All right. Next on my list is grapes and raisins. And I didn't know that either. <laughs> and like my kids eat like a ton of like trail mix with raisins in it. So I didn't know this and I'm going to have to mm. make sure nothing gets left out. 
So grapes and raisins can be extremely toxic to dogs. They can cause rapid kidney failure, uh, obviously, which is fatal. And uh, although they don't know what the toxic compounds are in dogs, um, they can make your dog very, very sick. So um, it varies from dog to dog, but like uh, apparently like studies have been done and, f and found that several dogs have died after eating just even a handful of raisins or grapes. So if you come home and notice a bunch of grapes missing, I, I would be taking them to the vet because it could potentially be fatal. Or, yes. or start shoveling that, like we mentioned on the an episode before. It, even if you're not sure, I would still give them a tablespoon of the... Um, hydrogen uh, peroxide? Yes, hydrogen peroxide to get the barfing as soon as ASAP. Yeah. So it Wiggum says, ate a bunch of grapes. Yeah, I remember you telling yeah. me that. And, and what... And you guys went to the vet, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was so excited because I was taking Wiggum to the pet expo. Mm -hmm. and, but I left home for about an hour and I came back and all the grapes were gone. <laughs> oh my so God. yeah, trip to the vet, not to the pet expo. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. What right. you got? You got anything else? <laughs> I have one. Do you? Um, what is it? Yeah. Is it a lily? I don't even know how to pronounce this. <laughs> oh, really? It's probably going to sound, in my head, it sounds like I'm trying to start a lawnmower when I said this. And <laughs> I say this, rhododendron. <laughs> oh, yes. Rhododendron. <laughs> rhododendron. Rhododendron. <laughs> okay. Um, common sign. Upset stomach. Of course. Mm -hmm. Now, only if dogs eat a lot of it, um, they'll they can get tremors, get low blood pressure, and heart rhythm changes. So no rhododendron. No rhododendron. No. We're gonna have. We, we should definitely post this on the websites, the list of stuff, and people can look it up because I don't need. I can't yes, even think of what like a pictures. rhododendron looks like. Yeah, for show. Oh, show. Let me see. I've looked at so many flowers today. They're all like a big mix <laughs> <laughs> in my head. So tune in for our next podcast on flowers. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe these. They're very beautiful. Yeah. A lot of pink and purple colors <laughs> and white. We'll post the photos. We'll post some photos. Mm -hmm. All right. Is it my turn again? Yes. Um, so the next one on my list is alcohol and yeast dough so um alcohol uh, obviously is found in a variety of different things perfumes mouthwash paint varnish and i know this sounds ridiculous but like dogs will eat this stuff if you leave it out they come and take a <laughs> sniff and depending on like how much of an idiot your dog is <laughs> not to be mean to the idiot dogs out there there's still room for them in their hearts Aww. but they, they will eat this stuff like my my brother-in-law has a husky and if you drop a glass, he'll start eating the broken glass. So there's some dogs that just like literally. <laughs> I feel eat like anything. Wiggum was like that. Oh my god! Yeah. So um, uh, dogs cannot tolerate alcohol, like even in small amounts, apparently. And um, it usually starts like pretty rapidly, and it's like uh, lack of <laughs> muscle coordination. So I guess they can <laughs> drunk doggies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sounds like humans. Um, it says poor breathing, vomiting, and diarrhea, so seizures and coma. Um, 
and stuff like that. And so just like, not that people are, oh yeah, I brought this up to you last night, actually. I don't know if you guys have seen a um, series on Netflix called Love is Blind. It was this ridiculous like reality show. (laughs) And one of the ridiculous characters from the show, there's this like shot of her in her home and she has a golden retriever and she's drinking a glass of wine and then she like puts it down and lets her dog take a lick and then she keeps drinking out of the same glass and she's like <laughs> hey just loves wine he loves that <laughs> like i was just like what are you doing what are no, you doing yeah dog does not love wine no don't do it no so stay away from the alcohol and also, um, it says it's concerning if a dog eats raw dough that contains yeast. Um, the So as yeast cells ferment, they produce alcohol. So, um, and it can cause the dog's blood, like depending on how much they ingest, it can cause their blood alcohol level to rise and can be quite uh, toxic and fatal. Yes. It's absorbed very quickly too, eh? Yeah. So, and and when you think about it, like I, I would love to see like stats if vets are keeping them during this pandemic because people were buying dogs and bacon bread, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, like, because there's no more flour on the shelves. Exactly. At people the were making store. like, yeah, like who would have thought? Who would have thought we would have all become bread makers? Even here, like my <laughs> husband started making like different kinds of bread. I was like, amazing, because I come home from work and there'd be fresh bread but Mm. um i'll have to tell them watch out watch the dough i read that alcohol or like ethanol is used as an antidote for antifreeze poisoning really yeah oh like in animals or in humans too in oh i don't know in animals okay maybe in humans Hmm weird a little bit of antifreeze a little bit of alcohol (laughs) yeah 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 all right you got any more plants i do let's hear it it sounds like the other one philodendrons philodendrons they have like beautiful like big well biggish green leaves um they also have that the insoluble calcium oxalate crystals that can irritate the dog's mouth and lips. So your dog might be pawing at their mouth, drooling, and like dry heaving if mm. they come into contact with those philodendrons. Philodendrons. Yes, philodendrons. Mm-hmm. Rhododendrons. Philodendrons. <laughs> Stay away from the dendrons. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know those plants. I'm like, I'm checking it out as you're talking about them. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have those in their homes. That's like a big, yeah. huge leafy, like, like plant. It's almost like a fern, except it's like not as intricate as a fern. It's like a big, solid, like green leaf. Yeah, very leafy. They look nice. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it again? Mm-hmm. It is. So this one, almost everybody knows uh, about. It's chocolate, chocolate. Mm. So chocolate. I just said that's so weird. Chocolate, chocolate, <laughs> chocolate conta- contains the stimulant chemicals uh, theobromine and caffeine, both which are very difficult for dogs to metabolize. So, um, if a dog eats chocolate, it can cause stomach pain. It can cause vomiting and diarrhea. Shocker, and <laughs> uh, dehydration. So that can again, like depending on how much they like it, it always. Um, depends on the size of your dog and how much you think they've ingested. 
And there is actually a poison control line for dogs because this happened to my mother-in-law last Christmas. She had all of the stuff out to decorate cookies with my kids and Gracie, her little mini doodle, got into all of the candies like chocolate and she just went to town. Like she was like, nom, 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 nom. And um, I remember my mother-in-law freaking out and calling this line because she didn't know what to do. And like, should I take her to the vet? Should I not? She started like watching her to make sure she was like, okay. And then she was like, started Googling and found this line. And um, they just asked what the weight of the dog was, what was like the nature of the candy that she ate and stuff like that. And they said, no, she should be fine. Just give her some water and stuff like that. Um, Becky, the very first Christmas that we had with her, ate two like super ginormous <laughs> Toblerone bars <laughs> two of them two of them Aww. and same thing like th- this is one of those things where I think people are like they know that chocolate's bad but um and it was like we were like oh crap like what do we do but like when we looked it up I remember it saying it has everything to do with the amount of cocoa in it mm-hmm. so like if a dog were to eat like two Toblerones like Becky did but she's a sizable dog did she have like when they get we sorry to be like a graphic here but when the dogs get their diarrhea from ingesting different things or whatever we call it the brown laser in our family because they just like go out and like it's awful like in the backyard and um so uh becky definitely got the brown laser from the toblerone bars but uh she was totally fine after uh like a couple of days um it passes through pretty quickly and um but it says like it and it said on multiple of these websites that I was looking at is that um, it's about the the um, um, the cocoa concentration. So if a dog was to eat like, you know, uh, an ounce of Baker's chocolate, that would be yeah. enough. like That'd to be cause bad. like super toxic symptoms in like a 44 pound dog. So like if mm-hmm. you have like a tiny dog that gets into that stuff peroxide them and like go to the vet i would say yeah yeah it's pretty bad and agreed and so and you want to you know be careful around the chocolate heavy holidays such as valentine's day easter halloween christmas like make sure you're putting that stuff away and up on a shelf keep it out of reach for the dogs no chocolats what if you have a chocolate dog Like Wigum. Like Wigum. Like Wigum. Oh, Wigum. Yes. I'm looking up this plant. Mm-hmm. Which plant? It's called. Ooh, this is gonna. It's called. Because <laughs> it's popular. I've seen it before. Mm-hmm. Diphenbachia. Whoa. Also known as Dumb Cane. Oh. Like D U M B dumb cane oh okay um it makes the mouth tongue and lips burn make your dog drool vomit have a hard time breathing and can lead to death oh so that's a big no but i think it's a popular one oh yes yeah same thing a very like like almost like the philodendron it's, it's like, like a big broad leaf that's like light green on the inside and dark green on the mm-hmm. outside. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's crazy. Okay. I'm on my last couple of things here. 
Me as too. far as food goes. Um, so the last one that was on the list was salt. So you need to be careful with the, like the salt, uh, um, that dogs are eating. So like chips, pretzels, popcorn and stuff. If you're feeding them like tons of, tons of that stuff, um, it can obviously cause like, um, a condition known as salt poisoning or water deprivation. And so again, vomiting and diarrhea, uh, tremors, fever and seizures and can, can be fatal in severe cases. So make sure like a, a big one for, to, to think about there, us living in Canada, um, in the winter when you're taking care of your walkways and stuff around your house, a lot of people put salt down, especially after like freezing rain. Um, and when you're walking out there with your dog, if it's getting caught in their pads and they're coming in and they're licking their paws, I would think mm-hmm. that would be something to look out for too. Yes. Just a heads up. Did you mention onions? Not yet. Oh, get Sorry. in there. No props. Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to mention a couple. Okay. Um, I don't know if you have tomatoes, but the tomato plant itself, I think the tomatoes also, they're not that great for dogs, but the green parts of the tomato plant can be very toxic to dogs. Oh. Um, another flower that's very pretty, the bird of paradise. It looks mm-hmm. like a bird and it looks like there's actually like an orange beak. Wow cause nausea vomiting and drowsiness like just just don't take your dogs to the gardens it does look i I keep (laughs) i keep looking it up as you look like that flower is really cool looking oh my god it's pretty popular like i see i see it in like flower arrangements all the time (laughs) oh yeah and then there's hydrangeas who Mm -hmm. are also that are also very popular not that who are also um (laughs) cause vomiting and diarrhea what crazy Mm -hmm. crazy maybe this episode should be titled vomiting and diarrhea did i say that about the last episode too though (laughs) i think so (laughs) vomiting and diarrhea part one and two um yeah my last group of things are sort of all just grouped together and it just said like um it's onions garlic and chives milk and dairy products macadamia nuts and apples apricots and cherries so um the onions and garlic and chives can cause damage to dogs red blood cells causing anemia so that's kind of super creepy and that's not something that Mm -hmm. you'll necessarily notice right away until it gets like really bad so don't don't uh garlic your dogs there folks or feed them leftovers that are garlic and onion heavy um milk and dairy products uh dogs can become intolerant to lactose over time and it also just causes like digestive problems in dogs which is surprising because like i i can tell you a, a lot of different restaurant like fast food chains uh, when you go through a drive-through, there's like things that you can order for your dog. So at Tim Hortons mm-hmm. or like donut and coffee shop up here, if you go through the drive-through and you're getting a coffee and you say, "Oh, I have my dog with me in the car," they'll give you a plain Timbit for your dog, a little like donut thing. It's just like a plain, plain donut. It's pretty tiny. Oh. Um, 
So I always get one for my dogs when, if I stop for a coffee and happen to have them in the car. Um, but the big one is the that a lot of people do, and there's tons of videos of it, and I know yes. several people to do it. You know what I'm talking about, right? I do. The puppuccino. The puppuccino. <laughs> the puppuccino from Starbucks, right? Which is <laughs> essentially like a tiny little shot glass cup full of like whipped cream. And the dogs like love it. They're like, nom, 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 nom. Um, <laughs> they love it like so much. But uh, probably not a great idea. It's it's fun to do. You know, you're going through the Starbucks. They look at your dog and they go, oh my God, your dog's so cute. Here's a puppuccino, please. Here's a puppuccino. And your dog's like so cute too. And you're like, here's the puppuccino. <laughs> yeah, so cute. <laughs> and um, yeah, and it's fun. Like I can remember yeah, that's like, interesting. yeah, stopping at, at the traffic light and holding it for Gibbs and he's eating it and the car is next to me. We're just like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> anyways but um yeah you don't want to be giving them too much and it doesn't talk about like specific quantities but again you have to keep in mind the size of your dog and how much they're ingesting so for gibbs like you know like a half ounce of like like uh whipped cream once or twice a year which is like literally the amount of times that i have done that with them um, I don't think it's going to be too harmful for them like over time and not no. even like twice a year. Like I hardly ever go to Starbucks, but whatever. Just keep that in mind if you're a huge Puppuccino fan. Puppuccino. Um, the macadamia nuts contain an unknown toxin that causes like muscle tremors and vomiting and weakness in dogs. And um, they think that like because of like in in any nuts really the super high fat content in them um leads to uh pancreatitis in dogs like or inflamed pancreas so um be careful of that and then i remember reading about this because i was in a play in like grade nine it was this hilarious play called arsenic and old lace and it's about these old ladies that would like poison old dudes and keep them in the basement (laughs) (laughs) And um, interesting. <laughs> I know. Anyways, and uh, and so the the pits for cherries, apricots, apples, peaches, and plums contain uh, cyanide. And I remember apple seeds also have a bit of arsenic in it as well. But it's yes. like such a trace amount. But again, if you're feeding it to like an eight pound dog, like if or if they they it's chew a lot or eat them. one of these, it it can be a potentially like harmful amount. So none of that stuff either so again it's just like better to just train your dogs not to eat human food yes if you can mm-hmm. so tempting to when you're cooking in the kitchen and I can remember when my mother-in-law's first dog passed away she said that she didn't realize how <laughs> how clean Bowie used to keep her kitchen floors. Yes. <laughs> like there were My so kitchen dirty. floor is always dirty now. I know, right? I the drop dogs- stuff and I'm like, oh, I can't believe I have to pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. When my dad takes the dogs to the cottage and I drop stuff in the now I've trained my dogs that if I drop something on the floor, they it's not a free-for-all. They don't come running in to like come and That's eat it. Good. They, they wait yeah. until I say okay because you don't want them just eating whatever you drop, right? Because mm-hmm. it can potentially be super harmful. Like you don't want them licking up that entire beer off the floor if you drop it and yeah. Wigan like was pretty so, good with leave it. Yeah. But yeah. Gibbon just you would know, go for it if it dropped but even, if I said leave it yeah <laughs> leave if, it. if he's sitting there staring at me like he sometimes does when I when you're having a snack or whatever in a bag of chips and I drop a chip on the floor he like he he 
he goes like he he reacts to it like he his neck does a little like quick like jerking <laughs> movement like oh oh I want it but he, he he sits there and then he looks at like he's as soon as he looks at me then I then I say okay and then he goes and he's he's allowed to eat it but um good yeah given. yeah leave it is a very good thing to train your dogs especially when you're talking about like foods or potential like toxic things or even when yes. you're like at the park and they pick up like a like a roadkill like, <laughs> like uh. off the side of the road you can be like leave that yeah that. so good thing i'm to just gonna mention one more plant yep that i always thought was very very toxic for dogs mm-hmm. apparently it's only mildly toxic mm-hmm. although i don't recommend like having it where your dog can reach if your dog the type of dog that would eat plants but mm-hmm. it's the holiday plant poinsettia yes poinsettias poinsettias i can't say it looks like poinsettia. oh my god sieta poinsettia but it's poinsettia so they're mildly toxic i thought they mm-hmm. were very very toxic me too regardless don't let your dog eat it <laughs> but yeah so whenever you're going to get a plant just make sure you make your research uh see how poisonous if it's poisonous um, if it is, then maybe put it higher level so that your dog doesn't reach it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all things to watch out for. Yeah. Um, yeah, and again, just just like when we were talking about foods and stuff, dogs will get into like certain types of foods and you have to like really watch them and be careful. And Vero and I were having a quick chat yesterday talking about <laughs> all the things different dogs have eaten over time and you know, I have like a couple of different stories just to share, but it was my son's fifth birthday and he has it in the summer and we were having this party out at my mother-in-law's place because she has a pool and stuff. So I came home on a Friday night. I had plans to do so, but I had to whip up these cupcakes for his party the the next uh, early afternoon. So I come home, I make a batch of cupcakes and I say to my husband, who is like the biggest eater of sweets ever, I said, don't you dare touch these cupcakes. I have just (laughs) enough for the kids that are coming to the party. So I go out for my plans for the evening and I come home late at night and I go into the kitchen and lo and behold, there are three cupcakes missing. So upstairs I go just stomping and I just give my husband heck. I said, what the heck? I said specifically, do not eat those cup. And he was like, what, what, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, don't give me that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, there are three cups. Aww. He's like, Heidi, he's like, I swear I, I didn't eat them. And I was like, well, who would have eaten the cupcakes then, Matt? And he's like, well, the dog. I'm like, it would not be that because Becky, we had had her for like two years at that point. She had never stolen food or anything. And these cupcakes were pushed all the way to the back of the counter. So I was like, okay, whatever. And he's like, Heidi, he's like, go and look through the garbage cans <laughs> for like the wrappers. He's like, I swear I didn't eat them. So I like go to bed kind of pissed off. So I wake up the next morning. Well, there's another three cupcakes missing. <laughs> so he's like, see, I didn't wake up in the middle of the night and go eat them in my sleep. And so I was just like, well, it couldn't have been Becky. Like it's too far back on the counter. Like anyways, so we get, we take off, we get to my mother-in-law's place. We're all playing around in the backyard and Becky starts vomiting white wrappers and white uh, vanilla cupcakes <laughs> guilty. all over the backyard. And I was just like, oh, and Matt. Matt was just like, see, I told you, I told you, you didn't believe me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Becky is a sweets thief to like big time. Obviously the Toblerones, oh, Becky. the cupcakes, 
My dad came home from the cottage once, said he had made a batch of muffins, and she ate the muffins and a quarter pound of butter that was on the table with them. <laughs> wow. She likes her baked goods, that one. So we are very careful when making stuff like that, that they are like in a Tupperware or we leave them in the oven. Once the oven's cooled off, uh, we keep that away from her. So yeah, dogs will um, eat the weirdest things that you wouldn't even think of. Um, they have their preferences. They absolutely do. Uh, another one that made me laugh super hard was a friend of ours, Mark, had um, a German shorthead pointer, Molly. Or no, this was his old lab. Anyways, he comes home from the grocery store. He's putting the groceries away. Later on that night, he goes to make dinner. He can't find the butter anywhere. He's like, no, I, I know I bought butter at the grocery store. And he's like, oh, I wonder if I left it there. He's like, whatever. So later on, he's taking his dog out for a walk. And... <laughs> The dog poops out a butter a butter wrapper, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my god, this dog ate an entire pound of butter." Oh, so gross! These dogs, gross. Yeah. So everybody's got a dog eating story. It's pretty funny. Yes, I'm sure mine will come up. I can't wait to hear what point. your dog's gonna eat. Yeah. Oh god. So yeah, those are the things. So yeah, some of those plants, um, once you look at them, they'll be familiar. So what we'll do is we'll try to uh, post these lists on our website and um, try to get some photos up there so you know what they look like. Yes. Um, so even if you're, you know, taking your dog to somebody else's home, you can identify what is potentially dangerous for them. And hopefully they're not plant eaters. I was going to say man eater, but I didn't. <laughs> He's man eater. So I think that's it for today. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. And join us again next week on Let's Boop Snoots. On Let's Boop Snoots. Bye. Bye. Bye.